Paliana Master Prata Vinata, O Fratelli Saprakalista, Papa Pate Venosto, O Pretelli, Famista, Fahaste, a Protega, a Lifahati, Santiloso Pratalia Postega, Vevato, Vevato, Everenteliva, Uvemiho, Femi Osti, Avra Atu, Olozu Poti Ganteva, Ali Atata, Afapatosigat, Alinta Tatalia Pro Otoma, Arzin Ozonze Akantio, Olanti, Ton, 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 Tenio, Ton, Ecamios to Ton, Evelomoton, Tion, Ton, Ofamos, Hostotonio, Mastitan, Efantomasi, a la prostomasi, a costivant to Tron to Messi, Ephreme consus Messi Strone, Evron Messi Shon, Messi Tron, Ecapoto Messi, Evantolos to show Messi, Efre post to show a cross to fem to show Saint Messi, Efanta. Marca sopra a ti fa messi, e lioste sound messi, che miasto messi, e fa messi, e costo found messi, e che mai to pan to find messi, precatemios to pass ventu messi, e chiosto prote, e criuto, e criuto, e criosto va, e mi cry to force to messi, che miosto cry to mercy, e fentu ai to cry to mercy, cry to mercy, e fentu cry to mercy, Cry to mercy, cry, cry to mercy, cry to mercy. FS2 to cry to mercy, to raise a sound to mercy, to raise a sound to the mercy drum, to mercy seed, to the mercy seed, to raise a cry, 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 to raise a cry that you may find mercy, to raise a cry, to raise a cry, and a sound that you may find mercy, that you may find mercy. To raise a sound and a cry, cry for mercy, cry for mercy, cry for mercy, cry for mercy. I say, cry for mercy, cry for mercy, cry for mercy, cry, cry, cry. 
Cry for mercy. 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 I say cry for mercy. Cry for mercy. Cry for mercy. Cry, 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 cry for mercy. Cry for mercy. For it's a mercy terrain. It is a mercy terrain. It is a high mercy terrain. It is high, high, high terrain. It is a high terrain. It is my terrain. It is my terrain. It is my terrain. It is my terrain. My terrain. My terrain. It is my terrain. It is my realm. It is my realm. It is I. It is I mercy that is saying cry for mercy. Cry for mercy. Cry for mercy. Cry for mercy. I say cry for mercy. Cry for mercy. It is a mercy realm. It is a mercy realm. It is a mercy realm. And I will show mercy unto whom I will show mercy. It is my realm. It is I realm. It is I am realm. It is mercy realm. It is mercy throne. It is mercy throne. It is mercy. Mercy. Mercy throne. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Prastavata alika prohostiva afatali sapuntalish the paliana masa paliga de bosta prepeti lava la shibanega noso pretelebista a brost of vasivantali posta baniana marcatal a vrentala make a paw a fretella make a paw a femp to paw a lemakium to paw a vrenta make you paw a fati to paw a leon to paw a vrentali make a paw a front to paw 
Akam Papao Popo, Amen Paul, everyone to Paul, Matthew Paul, Yvonne Paul, I come to Paul, even the cows to Prantali Ashto Panasta, Evante Toso Brestable, Spirit K, Spirit K, Ephron to Spirit upon K, the Spirit in K and upon K, the Spirit in K and upon K, I've come to spread and pour, and pour, and pour, and pour the Spirit, the Spirit in K, the Spirit in K, that I pour, I pour in K, the same Spirit that I pour and I put in K, I've come to make many, many K, many, many K, to raise many, 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 many K, many after the order of K, many after the order of K, as he follows the order of Jesus, I've come to raise many, many, and pour many, many, many spirit of K, spirit of K upon many, upon many, for to raise, for to raise many, many, many K, for to raise many after the order of K. Amen. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. Revelation chapter 1. Verse 7. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, Amen. Praise God. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. Say the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come. The Almighty. Glory to Jesus. Um, let's see, Matthew, Matthew chapter, praise God. Matthew 24. Praise God. Inka, can you please help me read just from verse 1 to read to verse 14? Matthew 24. Yeah. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, 
there shall be not left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat down, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when these things shall tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars, rumors of wars, and see that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Um, amen. amen. So, in in uh, in Revelation chapter one, so verse seven, we read that right. I uh, said, "Behold, he he cometh with clouds." And then every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Then even so, amen. Praise Jesus. And uh, I, am the, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and then which is to come. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. So the, the question which the disciples asked Jesus um, in that Matthew chapter 24 was, they said, what, when, when shall these things be? So it, was a, <clears throat> it was a question of time, right? Twenty-four. that this said, as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came upon unto him privately, saying, "Tell us, when shall these things be, and when shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world?" Praise God. Um, so, what they were asking concerning was, of course, this this was an inspired question. Um, the disciples, they did this sometimes, where they ask 
an inspired question. Even though um, a lot of the time the question is according to their own understanding. Um, but Jesus, I believe it's the Spirit of God that it's possible they asked him many, many other questions that are not recorded in the Bible. Because right? there's so much about the life of Jesus that was not recorded in the Bible. Even his miracles, it wasn't all the miracles that he did that were recorded. I think there were probably only about 19 or so miracles. If you, you know, not all the Gospels have all the, but if you add them up, there are some that are repeated. But if you combine them, think they're about maybe 19, something like that. Praise God. Um, so it's not everything. And John said that if you weren't to write everything he did and said, that the world would not contain the, all the books that would be written. So there's so much about Jesus, both the things that he said. And uh, so the red letters are not all Jesus said when he was, uh, I mean, the red ink in your Bible, not all he said. There's so much more he said and he did, um, which were not recorded, but there are those which the Holy Spirit found fit and necessary for the purpose of scriptures and for those who will come thereafter to, to record. And Jesus' answer to some of these questions which were asked him were key uh, moments of teaching. And his response to them are important things which um, are key for believers uh, to, to know and to come into. So this is one of, one of such time. And uh, this question they asked Jesus was uh, based on the context. He was they had just taken him to see the temple, uh, I think from verse 1 of Matthew 24. He says, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And then Jesus said to them that, see ye not all these things, that verily I say unto you that there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. You know, and Jesus has already been speaking to them already about the idea of his temple being torn down and being built again. Praise Jesus. So they have, somewhere they have connected this, the theme concerning his temple to when Jesus was speaking about temple, there's a sense in them that connected it to his person, that there's something about Jesus' sense of temple that is tied to his own person. So they now began to ask him. They came privately later and said, okay, can you unveil these things to us? Um, that there seemed to be um, a sort of sense of a timing um, about you. We know that you will go. You know, he also said that when Peter was rebuking him, he said that he's going to go away Glory to Jesus um, and all that. Um, so they had a sense about him. He had a sense of his temple being torn down 
and being built again, right? Then they had a sense about him going and coming again. So those were things that were based on Jesus' speech. They were able to decode and they felt these things are connected. So here they are making the connection about with his temple being torn down, of course, which will be rebuilt. And he's coming, he's going, and he's coming. So they are, they are now asking him these questions. First, when shall these things be? So when they're saying these things be, they are speaking concerning everything he has been saying about his temple. When will they happen? And then concerning your going and coming, what will be the word? The sign of thy coming, praise Jesus, and of the end of the world. Glory to God. Um, so then there's a sense that you get from the Bible, which is um, very key, and it has to do with um, God's, time, God's sense of timing when it comes to the soul, right? That the Lord has put things um, there. There is, there, there's a sense of time that is locked into, um, the, into God's, is connected with God's program for man and for humanity. In the book of, in the book of Acts, um, when they, they asked him, they said, will you at this time restore the kingdom? Let's see that, to Israel. That was before, before he left, praise Jesus. And uh, verse six, Acts chapter one, verse six, uh, it says that when they therefore were come together and they asked of him saying, Lord, would thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? So this was something else then that they also picked a sense from Jesus about that there was, there was a restoration. And of course, not just Jesus, it has to, it's something that they had picked from the prophets, which is a lot of prophecy concerning restoration of the kingdom of Israel, which they had picked from the prophet, but they tied it to Jesus. That's when they, when they said the Messiah, the Messiah, the Messiah. They feel that the Messiah is the person who would bring all those things to pass, right? And uh, so they're now asking him that, because this is also, when it comes to time, they are also concerned that, okay, um, at what time, praise Jesus, um, if you go back and being assembled together, verse four, with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, you have heard of me. And for truly, John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many, what, days hence. Now, they are, he's speaking about the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then they, now, they asked him another inspired question. Now, you have to know that this, the, the Holy Spirit is the one in charge. This is scripture. 
So it's not far-fetched that the inspiration of these questions at that particular time came, was poured from the Spirit. When, when they mentioned, Jesus was talking about the Holy Ghost, some, a question about kingdom came from the inside. The Spirit, Jesus' speech about the Holy Spirit spawned a question about the kingdom. You know, it was Paul who revealed, now revealed later in the epistle that actually what is in the Holy Ghost, when you, you, are, when you are baptized into the Holy Ghost, you're actually baptized into the kingdom, that the kingdom is where? The kingdom is in the Holy Ghost. Praise Jesus. Jesus himself has also taught it too. When Nicholas came to him, there was another Jewish guy who came and asked a question to Jesus. And the Jesus moved by the Spirit and began to speak, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom, except it be born of water and of the Spirit. He will not enter. So if you take the, the birth of water and the Spirit to enter the kingdom, it means that the kingdom is in the Spirit, right? It's inside the Holy Ghost. It's inside the Spirit. So there is, that uh, thing is what the Spirit of God is trying to bring forth here, that to teach and to show that there's a connection between the, the kingdom and then the Holy Spirit. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Now then look at Jesus' answer, verse seven. Jesus said, and he said unto them that it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the what? The Father has what? Put in his own power. Glory to Jesus. It is not what? Of you to know the times or the seasons. The foot is so put in his own, praise God, the Father has put in his own power. Um, now, Jesus was, was saying this in accordance with, this is in accordance with what he has taught them. Now, whether they picked it up, but you know, sometimes revelation can drop, the Father can just drop, like he dropped it into Peter when he answered, thou art the Christ, the son of what? The living God. And he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my, my Father in heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. But there was, in a lot of the questions that they were inspired to ask Jesus around this season, you know this was around the same season, that 24 was close to when he, he departed. Praise God. This time here was um, when he was about to ascend. Praise Jesus. Um, and what they were asking him were questions about things that were to come. That is, and this was, this was a season of the Spirit. I believe it was the Holy Ghost moving in their heart to, to begin to ask those questions about things that, were to come, that are to come, right? Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. They asked about, so when shall these things be? When shall, what? What shall be the signs of, of your coming? And of the end of the world. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And then here, they're asking about the restoration of the kingdom now, remember that the kingdom is also something that Jesus taught them was to come. He even taught them to pray, that this is actually what you pray. So when it comes to kingdom, it has, it has been ingrained into them that there's a kingdom that is to come. 
right? In the same Matthew chapter six, right? When he taught them, he says, pray in this way, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy word, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Then um, at the end of that prayer, he was teaching them to when you're praying, say this to him, that thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, and thine is what? The glory. Praise God. So that's what Jesus is now referring to when they asked him about the restoration of the kingdom. He's now bringing the same kind of um, spiritual um, sense about the kingdom to them. And he's saying that it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father has put in what he calls it here is the, the times and the seasons which the father has put in his own power, his own power. So, so what Jesus was saying to them here is that it's almost like you cannot really understand anything about this time, even though you're asking about it. But this is, you're asking questions that have to do with another, a different framework of timing entirely. It's a different sense of time than what your own mind is calibrated to think. So now what he's saying here is not that you can, no man can know it. That's not what Jesus is saying here. What he's saying here is that he was speaking to them who asked him that it is not for you. But this not for you is a language that's saying right now, it's almost like when he was saying, you can't bear it now. He said, you can't bear it now. I have things to say to you, you can't bear it. But how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, that he will then begin to guide you into all truth. The same thing he's saying to them. Do you understand that? That it is not really for you to know the things that are, the times, sorry, or the seasons. You can't know, you can't understand the times and the seasons that are, that the Father has put where? In his own power. But there will be a time when you will know it. When will you know it? When you receive power. Right? Part of the, the receiving of the power is, is also the, the understanding of the times and the seasons in the power, right? In the power that Jesus was speaking about, when he's, he's speaking about his own power here, that power is something that you must receive first. But when, you, when will you receive the power? You receive the power after the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is not the power that, they are, that you're speaking of. The, you're receiving the Holy Ghost when he comes upon you is so that you shall receive power. Do you understand? There are, there are three things here in this verse eight that when the spirit, the spirit must come upon you first. The Holy Spirit coming upon you is not just 
It's not getting born again. And it's not just the initial infilling of the Holy Spirit alone. It is, what he's speaking here is, when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, is is actually speaking about the fullness of the Holy Ghost. It means that when you have been taken over, when the, the Spirit has, has, has brought his weight upon you, when the, when the Spirit, when you are becoming a bearer of the Spirit, to, to, for the Spirit to come upon you means you are now a carrier of the Spirit. You don't have, you've not, you've not just drank a little of him that you can, when you say something is upon, my Bible is upon this theme, is upon this thing, means that all the weight of the Bible is carried by this thing, right? So if this thing can't carry the Bible, the Bible can't be upon it. Do you see that? So this, so the spirit, the sense of a spirit coming upon right now, you can use that word, a phrase in different ways. You can say in a moment, in a meeting maybe, the Holy Ghost came upon him. When the Holy Ghost comes upon a person, the sign is they fall. You see, they, they fell under the spirit or they were slain in the spirit. Do you understand? It's talking about the, the when it's the Holy Ghost comes upon, it's like, it's the weight of the spirit. When it lands, you can see it sometimes manifests as being slain in the spirit. Why? Because of the, the body cannot contain what it has, what is experiencing. Praise God. But this here is not just in that momentary sense. Of course, this is not talking about the Holy Spirit coming upon you and making your body to pass out. This is speaking about the Spirit coming upon your soul, which is getting to a point where your soul has become a bearer of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Your, your soul has become what? And we know, we know, we've learned that to bear the Holy Ghost, you must have stature. It's a kind of a stature. It's called a fullness. It's, an, it's a capacity which you come into that makes you be a bearer of the Holy Ghost. So when you see someone who the Holy Ghost is upon them, there's something that they have on the inside when you say, give me seven men full of faith. But at that point, full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit. Glory to Jesus. Now, um, when the Holy Ghost is upon you, it will make you to receive power, right? Now, now when you receive power, now, and powers are in kedas, when you, you speak about um, God's power, power which God has are in different levels. There's first the, there's what you call the divine power, that's one power. It's what you call the eternal power. It's also a power. <laughs> These are all powers and they're all in the Holy Ghost. Do you understand that? They are what? All powers and they are what? In the Holy Ghost, the divine power, which is Christ, amen. And then the, the eternal power, which is what? The Holy Ghost. So, when, you say, when a, a, a person who is powerful, the, the fullness of power is the divine power, really. That's the, the fullness of power. When 
a soul has been fully empowered is when the soul has received the divine power, not just Christ alone. Glory to Jesus. Then when the soul has come into power, then it turns the soul into a witness. That's the, 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 what power does to the soul, is that it makes the soul a witness. He said, thou shalt be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem first, and in Judea, and then in Samaria, and then finally unto the what, uttermost what, parts of the earth. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, witness, being a, a witness is one of the, the key aspects of a witness. A key component of a witness is that a witness has come into the knowledge of all the times and the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Right? That is the... Now, if you want to combine powers to make powers, what, what is, they, say, they speak about when they say power, the Father's own power here is what Jesus called all power in Matthew chapter 28. He calls it all power. So if you open Matthew 28, you see it, that Jesus came and spake unto them, saying all power. He used the word singular. He didn't say all the powers. He didn't say all powers. He just calls it all power in singular. He said, it's given to me. But he's not explaining that. What you call all power has department inside all power. There is what you call, there's the power in earth, in heaven, so first, and then power in earth. Now, the powers in heaven, the power that is in heaven, this Jesus' heaven is speaking concerning here, is not just the heaven of the present. That's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is not saying the powers of the present. Jesus is, this man here is not, this is a post-resurrection man that has gone to heaven and come back. And they said that his eye is better than the heaven. Heaven saw him, they, they weighed him, and they checked that this one is not our kind. This one is a different species entirely. So when he's speaking about all power here, he's not talking about power of the present heaven. He's, he's talking about the totality of power, that all God calls power has been given to him. And he's saying that in that, that sense of this kind of power, it is divided into power in heaven and in earth. There are two departments of power. Do you agree with me? So it's clear that what it calls this heaven is not present heaven. Right. This heaven is, is heaven of God. So the power in heaven is the eternal power. Do you agree with me? And the power in earth is the divine power. If you remember, I've taught a little bit about this before. Praise God. Of course, Daddy has taught this very well, but I can't teach it like that. I just mentioned it a little bit. But if you want to hear more about this, go and listen 
more of daddy's messages, but just know that when you move, we move the present away, but we heaven and earth, it will come. He's talking about, the, this is actually the power of the world to come. When you say all power here, is the power of the age to come. It's the power of the world to come. It means the power that will remain. Right? It's clear that Christ will not end. Do you know that? Why will Christ not end? Christ is not a creature of the present. Do you know, do you know that? You know that? <laughs> that Christ, is not, is, Christ did not come from the present. It didn't, it's not a creature of the present. Christ is actually a creature of the world to come. That's why he's called a new man. Right? He's a new man. That, he has that, that term. Praise God. So in the, in the world to come, the world to come is an eternal world, but it's an eternal world that also has creature. Do you understand? It has its own, you want to understand what kind of, when they made the present world, they made creatures in the, of the present world, right? Spiritual creatures of the present world. That's where your natural spirit is part of that creature. Angels are part of that type of creatures, spiritual creatures of the present world. But the world to come, which is an eternal world, has its own kind of creatures. The creature of the world to come is Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you agree with me? Yes, so Christ is not of the present. So, so if you are, you are you're looking at the world to come, you're trying to look at what are the powers of this world. The first power is Christ. There are mainly two departments of power in the world to come. There's the power. So Christ is the power of the earth of the, of the future world. Is, or Christ is the earthly power of the future world. Which, who is higher than the present heaven and the present earth. Praise God. And then there is what you call the, also the eternal power of that world. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So that is Matthew 28 was saying that all is given to me in heaven. Then verse 20. Verse 19, thank you, Jesus. Then he says, and go ye therefore and teach all nations, then baptizing them in what? The name of the Father, and then of the word Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things which I commanded you, and lo, I am with you, what? All way, I will be with you all way, even unto the, what? End of the world. This being with you all way into the end. He's talking about the, in the way that will lead to, lead to the end of the world, right? I will be with you. But this being with you is not a trivial term that while you're there, I will be somewhere around you. Um, he's, speaking about, um, he's speaking about those who are, are doing the summary of. Verse, you see that verse 18, verse 19, and then verse 20. So verse 20, go to verse 19, sorry, 19. Is 19 here is summarizing the, the ministry of power. That is 
verse 19 here, to summarize the ministry of power, is this thing that verse 19 is doing. He's, he's speaking about teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and then of the, so this is, this is making nations powerful. That's the ministry of power. Why do the nations need the ministry of power? Because the nations have been suffering from a wicked being who is, who is, who is designed against power. They, when they were speaking about him, they said, how art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground? You who did weaken the nations. The, the weakening of the, of the nations is to make the nations incompatible with God's power. Amen. It is the, it's the reconstruction and reconfiguration of the nations to make them on incompatible with power of God. It's a work. Satan has been doing it, and that's what he's still doing till today. It's today till today, he's, he's, he's continuously making, you see everything he's doing on the earth, introducing a new way of living, introducing a new sense of priority, Defining a new reality, making men live. It's just it's weakening the nations. When you take his idea and you use it for some time, there's something that thing is a program. It will do something to you. It might just be a simple idea. Maybe it might not be a religious idea. It might just be an idea of how to solve a problem that's on the earth. And then you go and do it. While doing that thing, solving that problem, there's something that that his method will do to you that will, that will reconfigure you on the inside, that will make you weak concerning power. That's his job. So those spirits, that's the kind of things that they do. People don't believe this kind of things when you say it, but it's true. What, Jesus is, what Satan is doing on the earth to men is more than killing people and making people sick and making Africans poor and making their leaders corrupt. Do you understand me? You don't need Lucifer, son of the morning, to do that. You honestly don't. You don't even, even human beings can do it by themselves without help. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. You don't need Lucifer, son of the morning. to make a person be stealing money from his workplace. <laughs> it's true. Most of what we, f- we feel the devil is doing on the earth, those are not his, that's not his, that's not what he is doing. What he's doing is more sophisticated. He's not, it's Satan. You are too small, sorry. Sorry. I know he that is in me is greater than he that is in me. Please, please, I don't want to offend your theology. I'm just saying you, apart from God, apart from Jesus, apart from everything they've done and given you, they just take you, you, you. 
and then Lucifer, son of the morning. You are too small to occupy one tiny brain cell in him. Do you get what I'm saying? When I say you, I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about your soul. I'm talking about what you, you, what you define as the you. Your outward things, your, your car, your this, your children, your, you know, all of those things that we, we see as ourselves, that we tie to ourselves, is nothing for, for him. You don't need Lucifer to come and, right? When you're you poor, you don't have money. It's not Lucifer, son of the morning, that's making you not have money. <laughs> That's not what he's busy doing. He's, a, he's in a different class. What the, the, the battle he cut out for him, what he cut out for himself as a challenge, he has not shifted from it since the first time. It's about God. He's convinced that he can, he can, that he can wrestle with God and come out on top. There's something inside of him. It's not man that was his problem. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So where, what he's operating, where he's operating from, when you see in which weaken the nations, he's not making nations poor, making some nations not have money. Some nations have low GDP, some nations don't have, don't have good institutions, those natural things. That's not what this weakening of the nations is about. It is, it is the, it's the weakening of the nations against God's use, against what God wants nations to be used for. What is the weakness is a more spiritual thing. That when you look at the earth and map out the nations, when you say, who are the strongest ones? Who are the weakest ones? The ones you put as the strongest, they are, they are blind concerning this weakness. Most of them are the weakest when it comes to these ones. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, with natural metrics, the nations that you see, ah, these are strong nations, powerful nations. They have more weakness. More work has been done by this spirit on those nations. So what is the weakness? Is weakness concerning the power. His goal is to move nations beyond the ability to retain the power of God, to configure the nations and make them very weak. Glory to Jesus. So, because of this thing that he's been doing, that's the reason for the ministry of power, which Jesus is speaking, is, is a ministry towards the nations. Amen. Amen. The ministry of power, glory to God, is the same ministry when you read the book of, you know, um, you know how the Bible speaks that um, the nations will be beaten to pieces with the rod of iron. That rod of iron is also is a rod of power or it's the rod of, his, of strength. Glory to God. It's for, it's for actually to, 
to counter what has been done to the nations. Glory to Jesus. So the, the summary of this ministry of power is what you call witness. That verse 19, what is summarizing here is what he called witness. And Jesus was speaking about that in that Acts chapter one, when he says that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and then you shall be witnesses. So you can see the Holy Ghost coming upon you. Amen. Amen. That will make you witnesses both in Jerusalem, you see, in Judea, then Samaria, Jerusalem, Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, then onto the uttermost part. So this, is, this has to do with all the nation. Everything that is part of a nation should receive this witness. In that Matthew 28, he said that, then I'm with you always. I mean that this ministry is with him, even unto the end of the world. See, end of the world. So this end of the world is, is according to a time which is, is put in his own power. What they are telling you is that the end of the world has to do with his power. Only is, by, is the ministry of his power that will bring about the end of the world. So the end of the world has nothing to do with time as you know it. And if you are thinking of time and trying to check time to see when will the world end, then that's part of the question that the disciples asked him. What shall these things be? What shall be what? Signs of thy coming and of the end of the world. Praise God. So what you see that, what will, will define this the end of the world is the, is the times which the Father has put in his own power. It is the progress of that power, of the ministry of that power, that would define the, the movement of the world towards the end. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Another way Jesus put it, let's see. Matthew, Matthew 24. That was verse, let's see verse, verse 13, Matthew 24, verse 13. It says that, but he, he that shall endure to the end, you see that, the same shall be saved. The, anyone who can endure to the end, that word enduring to the end is is a, is, a, is a language of salvation. The, he that endure to the end, that endurance to the, being able to endure to the end is the test of the eternal power. Right, that, the test of the eternal power, what the, what the eternal power actually qualify, brings about, rots in the soul is the capacity of endurance to the end. This, the end here is a, is a definition, 
in the sense of the times and the season, kept in the power of God. Please, praise God. Please don't, don't disconnect from what I'm saying. <laughs> Flow it. Glory to Jesus. Turn on your spiritual mind. Let's, let's, let's go together. Amen. He that shall endure unto the end shall. So the, the, this ministry of power is, the, is actually the delivery of capacity of endurance. Is the, is the delivery of capacity. And that delivery of capacity is tallying with, with the end. Is there something in God's mind that, that is making sure that it is actually a, uh, when it comes to the end, that what he calls the end, there is a providential aspect of it that God has kept in his power that he will never let go. Say the devil wants to collect it. And he is doing things, but he cannot, the devil cannot by himself drive the world to the end. God made sure, he did everything to lock that power, to take it and keep it inside his own power. That's part of the reason for bringing Jesus. Without Jesus, the devil... If, he, if not at that time, so where we were without strength, in due what? Season. Due. Means it was a critical time. Yes, sir. Romans chapter 5. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died from the, for the ungodly. When Jesus Christ came, he came for a reason. The reason, one of the, the main reasons Jesus came is to take that, the initiative of the world. He, Jesus actually was, came to take back the destiny of the world and, and take it from the devil. The devil was, they tried to take it before. You know, he kept doing it. His goal is he wants to race to the end. He wants men, he wants the world to come to the end at his own terms, right? And what you, and that's why he's, he's concerned about the nations. What he call nation, nation is a conglomerate of souls. Right, when you say nation is not just physical people, what makes a nation spiritually are like a conglomerate of souls. And those souls can be driven, those spirits, like from the, those third heaven spirits, they are masters of nations. Right, they know how to, they, they can rot deeds at a national scale. Right, they can, they are, they are, they are terrible. Those kind of spirits. Glory to God. They, they can do things. Nation, not in terms of people, but in terms of souls. That conglomerate of souls, they can bring forth things that, that can, like he has the ability, one thing, what makes him unique above many or some, about a lot of, above a lot of spirits is his ability to spread himself over the nations. According to Isaiah chapter 25, right, he said they will, in this mountain shall lead the word, destroy the word covering, or what? The, the face of the covering that is cast with, over all the nations and over all the people. Uh, glory, that it, and he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. So you see this kind of thing. It's not, this is not an easy thing. It takes a, it's a quality of spirit. 
a kind of strength of a spirit who can spread himself over a nation. This spreading is a spread over souls. He's able to cover them. He's able to, to it's from this place of his spread, he wrought the weakening of the nations. Do you believe that? Yes, this is through his spread. That any nation that's under this caste, this covering caste, will be, will be receiving weakness. Constantly. Will be, when you are, such nations, when their leaders, their influencers are thinking, they're thinking over a caste. There's a caste over them that is pouring ideas onto them, pouring thoughts into them. It's delivering things. <laughs> These are the ideas, they are, okay, Wow, we are, you know, let's, the nation, national agenda that we are bringing now, we are, we are ready to take over all the other nations. We're going to, you know, a plan to develop the nation and to advance it economically, a plan to, you know, when they bring all their plans in their parliaments and all of that, they are doing that under a caste. It's under, the way this caste thing works, it's not by, um, it's not by maybe going to the House of Parliament or something and then opening Satanic Bible <laughs> and saying, from henceforth, this nation is a nation of Satan. And that's not how. It's not by those things. Do you get what I'm saying? It's by the, it's the light of advancement which they capture. And it, but it's, it's under a covering. It's under a caste. It's under a spirit. Do you understand what I mean? Who is a spirit who has been, who is empowered to, to inspire nations and inspire the, even the rulers of nations. Glory to Jesus. That when they are bringing out ideas, no matter clean, nice ideas for the future, they will be thinking, they are thinking concerning you. They are planning for you, your children, your grandchildren, on how to, you know, nice, good idea. But when the nation begin to follow the pattern, you just check in the spirit, the nation is getting weaker and weaker. Just following the pattern. There is no nation, don't tell me any nation on the earth today that is not weaker, that has not been getting, don't tell me, not money, I'm talking about take a snapshot of the souls of nation. There is no nation on the earth that has been able to develop, a develop to design a developmental program that it makes them immune to this thing. Check all the nations. Those who are advancing in GDP, they are deteriorating in the weakness of their soul. Their children are getting worse. Their youth are getting bad. They are, there's no answer to weakness. Do you get what I'm saying? Why? Because of this covering that is what cast over all the people. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, but thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for the for intervention. For what is the intervention? For the introduction of strength. The bringing of strength. What is strength? Is the answer to weakness. That's Jesus. Jesus is the answer to weakness. That thing that no nation can solve. No nation has the answer to solving the soul sickness of their people. They cover it. They lie about it. 
they now try to change it and brand weakness like strength. No, that's all. That's, it's a gimmick. Have you not noticed that? It's a gimmick. Nations know how to hide their weaknesses and then rebrand it. The most wicked ones will, will rebrand their nation as strength. When all the women start losing strength and they, because of weakness, they can no longer submit to men. They can't obey it. They, now, they will now take it and then rebrand it as modernization. As feminism is, yeah, they now begin to preach it as if, as if it was the idea that But it's a lie. It's, no, it's, it's just that women just got weak. Yeah. Women got tired of calling their husband Lord. They didn't find strength in them again to do it. Glory to God. Yeah. That's what, what Jesus was teaching. He said, I will get to a point. The, the, because iniquity will abound, the love of many will wax cold. You see nations who used to preach the gospel to other nations before. When their love started waxing cold, then they started lying that there is no God. It's a lie. Atheism is a big lie to cover the shame of coldness that they have. Alarm, sister, these hurts my heart as the heart in my heart. A heart in your heart, my heart is in the heart in my heart. Opianeta shiole paratiosa. Semano toriatoria. Look unto me, says the Lord. As she no meo to see me along to me. As semiatoria not alien to me. O men are decaying. Us in the marshes. Father of lies, has sold lies. He has sold lies, lies to my creature that I committed myself to. He has sold lies, lies, great lies, great lies, great lies, great, great, great lies to them. That in all their advancement and in all they are seeking and looking unto themselves, it makes them think they are powerful. But that is the lie. That is the great lie. 
For in all the advancement and the advancement in things and in diverse things is the going down of man. It is the degradation and the losing of the value and the strength of man. It is sold in great lies, great lies, great lies. For I have made man, I have made man, and I have committed myself to man. For this, this is that generation, this is that generation that would still allow me and bring me down for i will come i will yet come and there is that generation that would align and agree with me for me to come for lies lies will be uncovered blind eyes will yet see blind eyes will yet see even those even those who have taken captivity in darkness will yet see they will yet see for there is hope, and the hope is Christ in you. It is the hope of glory. For I am raising, I am raising men who will be exactly like me. I am raising men. For they would default and alter and show, and even show the weakness of lies. They will bring down the value and the strength of lies. For it is not powerful. For I am powerful and I am restoring power to men. I am bringing men out of the merry clay. It is by my power. It is by the work that was wrought in me. That same work I will wrought in men. Don't look at what you see now. Don't look at what you see now. Just keep looking. Just keep looking unto me. Just keep looking unto me, for yet you would come out of the miracle, and you will be renewed with strength after my other. You would renew with strength after my other. And men of this world will see you, and they would follow you to come to know your God. This is the Spirit of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So help is coming. Thank you. Thank you, Father. I will receive help from you. Praise Jesus. So he said that he that endure unto the end shall the same shall be saved. Glory to God. So then verse 14, and then this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then what will happen? The, then shall the end come. So the end is, the end will not come until there arise first people who have gained power of endurance unto the end. Then that 
gaining power of endurance. Of course, the power of endurance to the end is more than the power of Christ. Right? It takes a greater power to endure on the end. The end is a, is a peculiar time and a peculiar season. The end time, the end is, another word for end is perfection. Right, it's, time is when, the end is a time of a perfect walk. When is the, the end is a time of the, the fullness of potential. When there is the, the fullness, when the end of the soul has, souls have been driven to their end, what will happen is that the, the time of the physical of the present begin to run out. The time of the present, yeah, will begin to, will begin to run out because the present has, it's the purpose of the present was, is a ground, an environment where souls can take journey to their end. That was the reason for the present creation. Right, it's to is for season to, for for that's why the, the, the creation started from what he called beginning. That time of beginning is not just beginning of physical things; it's a season, beginning season. Also, is the time of soul beginning, as well. It's clear that Adam was a beginning man. The kind of life that was in Adam was an was an everlasting life, or it was a beginning life. A beginning everlasting life. Right. When, when Adam woke up, he woke up into the beginning. He, he came into a beginning in the crea- creation, in the present creation and the present world and the present creation, which was, which was made at that time, is designed for the journey of the soul. Everything, that's, and that's how you must begin to think this way. Please, everybody, think this way. If you can't think, if you don't, if you don't switch into this kind of thinking, you'll make mistakes. You'll make mistakes, you'll make bad decisions. You will, you can, and when you're making bad decisions, they will seem trivial to you. You get what I'm saying? You, because you are, you're judging with the wrong metrics. You're not seeing the, the point of life. You're not seeing... You're living in a world, but you're not, you don't know what the world is about. <laughs> what the world, you don't know that this world is really about souls. It's not really about what you are doing in the world. It's what is, what is the world doing to your soul? <laughs> That's the real question. And the most intelligent men on earth have not figured this out. The smartest people, they've, they've still not figured it out. They still think it's about... What, what, you, what you do, what the impact, what you do, but it's not about that. It's what, it's what is the world doing to you? He said, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? It means that your, the orientation of living must be about your soul. That's, one, that's how... how once you're able to break and sit into that, that sense of life, you have been helped. You have been helped. 
if you, if you are able to allow heaven, allow the Lord to recalibrate your inward perception, your inward sense of living, your inward sense of this world, and change it to see that in this life, it's not really about what you do in the world and what you live in the world. Those are, these are the things we care about. What you live here. Your, first of all, your children, then the, the, the things you leave to them. Do you, know, you see how the world is designed? That's what men are crazy about. What will you leave to your children? What impact will I make on the earth? But we're not thinking about what is happening to me. When God made Adam and put Adam in the garden, even though he told him dress the garden, but that picture of Eden, it didn't look like the world needed anything from man. There were, to be honest, there were really no problems to be solved. The, the t- taking care of the garden was not a problem he was solving. It, wasn't a, it was just use it. There's probably a training in that him doing it. This, the garden was helping him as he's tilling it. You get what I'm saying? There are things that he will be seeing, interacting with the garden and all of that. He wasn't, he wasn't solving problems from the beginning. This world is just a, is an, is a place that was designed to help the journey of the soul. It's all about the soul. What am I, as I'm living, what am I becoming? What's happening to me? No men don't think this way. But that's the right sense of, of how you're supposed to live on the earth. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, so what I'm saying is that, that this thing called the end, that the, the, the world is meant, to, is meant to drive souls to a, I'll call it a perfect state. A kind of perfection. What is perfection according to what? It's perfection according to what seed as the soul has been possessed by. By what, what, what have you, any, any pregnancy you take, you should, you should bring it to term. If you conceive a girl, bring a girl to term. If you conceive a boy, bring the, the boy to term. Praise Jesus. If you, whatever you conceive, amen. And of course, what the Satan meant to do, he saw the earth, he saw the world, he saw what God has designed here. He saw what God was planning to do. He said, okay, let's use it. That this same earth, this same present, that was created by God to bring the souls of men to an expected end, which he created, right? Like he thought to Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. So the new you, which I knew, is not the formation, it's not what was formed in the womb. Because I knew you before I formed you. In, you, in, the, your, in, in the belly. See, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee to what be your prophet. That, that sense of foreknowledge, Paul was speaking about that in Romans chapter eight. Right, it's, it's a foreknowledge of a person which God had. God knew your spirit, your spirit came from him. Do you, do you know that? Yes, your spirit came from God. Your soul came from God. 
your spirit and your soul together. They came from God. When your, your mother conceived to bear you, that conception was the conception of your body. There is no kind of conception that can conceive a spirit. Spirit and soul doesn't come from conception. You know, there's a foolishness this way, this, this place. They say, oh, wow, we made a baby. You didn't make anything. You just, <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> they were interviewing someone. I said, okay, God didn't create. They said, God didn't create me. Where do you come from? My father made me. <laughs> you know, those kind of things. Dullness, right? <laughs> Praise God. Amen. At least if you made something, you will know it now. <laughs> Praise God. So, so what is conceived in the womb is the, is the house, the body, or that, that a person coming from God will inhabit. There's a point, God knows the point where that fetus develops to. He sends the spirit and the, and the soul into it. The spirit and the soul is not from conception. But God knows the point where he would then say, okay, your, your body is ready, or your go." The spirit and the soul at some point will enter into that fetus. It's coming from God. Each one of you, you're not your body. Before your body was conceived in your parents, your spirit, God knew you right from time. Praise God. And then he said, I, I know the thoughts I have towards you. They are thoughts of good, not of evil. They are thoughts of good. To, to bring you toward an expected end. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts I think toward you, say the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you what and this. So this end is an expectation that God has in his heart. It's, an, it's called the expected end. Glory to God. So the the... The, 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 the earthly sojourn here is to bring the soul to an end. And that's what the devil is striving to do. Can you bring, he has his own kind of end. That, that end is according to his own sense. What does that mean by that? What do I mean by that? I mean that Satan has something that he wants to be perfected in man. Right, it is is a kind of perfection that he wants to, to bring to a person. When, when you, it has been perfected, that soul has come to its end. So, and then, but he doesn't just think only on the individual. He thinks on the scale of nations. Right, so he can develop program to, he, he's not, um, Zaytan is not an ordinary guy. He can be pushing nations. He knows how to drive nations to an end. Right? He knows how to, he'll just be moving. And when you are, that's like when you are in a nation, when it's a nation of Canada, it's more than just your passport and your, your national identity, your citizenship document, all of that. It's something you, you buy into. Life. There are many things, many things that that define national way of living, the national call, the national culture. All of those things are, they are spiritual. They fountain out of a spiritual place that define how people 
people leave glory to God. And, and when, you are, when you are interacting, you are in a nation like that, if you, if you are not able to tap into another strength, right, your own, your, your own journey is difficult to break out of the trajectory of your nation unless you are able to tap into a different strength. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say strength. strength. That strength is what we call power. It takes power. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What power will do is the power will change the, your own trajectory. But it's not only Satan who thinks on a national scale. God is also interested in nations. That's one thing you have to understand. That God's plan is not that yeah, a few people there, a few people there will just, yeah. Then he will leave the rest to the devil. No. No. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. God has a plan. God desires. It doesn't matter how far his soul has gone. God has a plan for a soul, for every soul. There's no nation on the earth. Say, ah, these guys, they are staunch, they are Islam, they are those Islamic guys, those very, those very bad ones. They are, you know, Islamic nations are in degrees, right? Praise God. The, 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 most, the, the toughest ones, God can break through them. You will break through them. There's power. There's, there's, there's authority. Glory to God. In the gospel. So the, the gospels are the, the instrument of power. That's when you, when you say gospel. Good news. The good news. The gospel means gospel is instrument of power. There are two gospels. There's the gospel of Christ. It's an instrument of power. Is, we call it the power of God unto salvation. That's what we call then the everlasting gospel. The everlasting gospel, which you see in the book of Revelation, is, that, is the gospel of the divine power. Is a greater, is a higher power. Praise Jesus. In chapter 14, right, I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel, to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, to every nation and kindred. And then one t- and tongue and, and people. Now, the, the, key to, the key about this everlasting gospel, there's something it has that is, it is beyond just the gospel of Christ. Right? Power of Christ is not power over the nations. There is what you call power over the nations. The power over the nations, it takes a higher power, right, to, to so it's like, what does power over the nation mean? It's the power to drive, to drive righteousness. It's a kind of righteousness that can get into national fabric and shift national fabric. It's a, it's a different kind of power. It's, it's a greater power than what? Than just the power of Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So this everlasting gospel is, is the, 
is the, what is, it, what is everlasting life? Everlasting life is life that continues to the end. That is what called everlasting life. It is everlasting life is a is life that can fulfill the end. Right? Everlasting life is the life that is 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 a life that is um is a life That, is, that has a power. Glory to God. This power here is, like Jesus said, it was made not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. The power who is made, Hebrews 7 verse 16, who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the word, the power of an endless life. That's the, the high priest. That's what they call the power of what? An endless life. The, what's the meaning of an endless life? Is a life that what? That, amen, is a life that continues. These are the things about Jesus they were saying. Seeing that he continued ever. He, he continued ever. Praise God. That continuation, he's not talking about him physically not dying. He died physically. It's possible he died at 33 plus. I don't know how Aaron was. Aaron was older before he died. So Aaron lived longer than Jesus. So what they're talking about here is not when they say that they are priests who could not continue by reason of death and then all of that. It wasn't talking about natural talk, this thing. Praise God. He's, he's talking about the, 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 inward, the inward quality. The inward, the, the inward quality of life which they carry. Jesus has, he has an endless life. Because of that, he, had, he has an unchangeable priesthood. Praise God. So, so this life is what is a, they call him also, they said he's a, a priest forever. After the order of Melchizedek, who had neither beginning nor days nor end of life. So a priest forever. Where that the foreigner is, is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest for what? Forever, after the, what? the order of Melchizedek. So an, an high priest forever, he's not, just, he's not talking about just functioning as a high priest forever. He's an, he's an everlasting priest. He's talking about this ever here. He's talking about the power of his life the strength of his life. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So quickly, verse 14, it says, of Matthew 24, it says, and 
this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for then for a witness unto all nations and then what will happen and then shall the and so it will it will be preached for a witness so the preaching is not the witness a witness here is occurs on the inside so when you say, I have preached to the nations, or they, have, they, didn't, they refuse to hear, you have not witnessed to the nation. You just preach to them. Witness has not occurred. Witness is baptism. That's what Jesus was teaching. That, that verse 19 of Matthew 28. So you can teach them until you are able to baptize them. You've not given the witness. Right? That's the, 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 the ministry of power is the ministry of baptism. Yes. But that, that when the Bible speaks about all power, when the ministry of all power begins, is, is baptism at a national scale, is, is baptism of nation, because the, the water of that baptism is, an everlast, is everlasting. It's the power, right? It's everlasting. What is the everlasting gospel? And the, that everlasting gospel is very powerful. He's able to baptize nations. Baptizing all nations. Teaching them. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things. And all of that. Glory to God. So that's what is gospel of the kingdom. See, say gospel of the kingdom. That's verse 14 of Matthew 24. Say that this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. So the gospel will be preached and then it is preached for a witness, right, unto all nations. And then what, what will come? The end shall come. Glory to God. So, so the coming, praise God, is um, you can say the end will come, but you will go to the end. You will endure to the end. So you, uh, it is, is by end, receiving the power of endurance to the end that will make the end to come. Right? It is the equipping of receiving what? Power, powers of what? To continue to the end. That will make what? That will make the end to come. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, um, coming is, so the, the end coming is the, is the coming of a person. Is the coming of his life. Is you, ca you calibrate the connect in the spirit when you think about the sense of time in the spirit, time in the spirit is, is according, God marks time by, by soul life or life of person, right? So the, and then the, the standard time of God is a man. That's the calibration of time in God's mind is a, is a, is a person who should come. So the ticking of time in the spirit is according to the measure of his coming, is according to 
the delivery of, of things that are in him. Remember he said that all power in heaven and on earth is given unto me. That, that power is, is given. Then he just said, and I am with you always. That word always means as you are making advancement in the way, it is with me. Actually, it means every advancement in the way to the end of the world is according to the, your, the, 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 the giving of, my, of portions of me. Do you see that? The way to the end is what the Bible calls it the path of the just. He said the, the path of the just is like a, that, what does the light do? It shines brighter, brighter onto the perfect. There's that day, what he calls the perfect day is the end that we are speaking about. Praise God. Of course, when you're, once, you, once you're able to move into the beginning, you start counting in days, right? The idea of, of days, days are calibrated according to the, the release of power deposits. Do you get what I'm saying? According to the release of what? Now, where are these deposits of power being received from? Where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? Huh? Jesus, who has all power. Do you agree with me? He's a man, you are. The, the, the movement of time in the spirit is according to the receiving of a person. Do you get that? And as you're doing that, you're taking a journey. As you're, that you're journeying, the, it's like a light that is shining brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. Right? That's what, what he calls the perfect day is what the Bible calls the day of God. That's what he calls the day of God. The, very, the real very day of God is not the first day of his life. Uh, right? It is, it is the perfect day. What he calls the perfect day is actually the day of God. Right? Glory to Jesus. Like I said, perfection means end. Right? So if, if there is a perfect day, then there is a beginning day. Do you agree? If there's a perfect day, there's a beginning day. All right, then when from the beginning to the end, he's talking about this is a season of endurance. That endurance is the, is the equipment of life given to the soul, to bring the soul into what he calls what, the perfect day. Glory to God. So these, these days here, when um, the time counts, so in the spirit, you see time will count, right, in, in that timing of God. Time will count until you get to the beginning. Right? You count time until you get to the beginning. 
Then when you get to the beginning, you begin to count time. To... <laughs> so once you get to the beginning, the, the journey of this perfection does not begin, doesn't start until you arrive at the beginning. Right, until you arrive at the beginning, that's when the, the journey of what? Of perfection will start. Praise God. So, like, so I was saying that this time is the person who is coming. So that's what that Revelation chapter 1 was saying. He was explaining he that is to come. Remember, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto the servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all the things that he saw. Praise God. Now, down to verse... Now, verse 7. Verse 7, are you there? So what does it say? Behold, he cometh. The word cloud there means witnesses. All right. So it's very clear that you can't, his actual coming is with cloud. So... His cloud must be raised first. But his cloud will be, will be raised by a coming to them. Those who will form his cloud. Do you see that? But the coming here is not, is not first the coming of the formation of his cloud. It's the coming where every eye will see him. This is another coming. Every eye will see him, those who pierced him, then all kindreds of the earth. All of them will see him. For them, because the reason why they will wail because of him is because they are able to see him. That this seeing him is witness in them. Glory to Jesus. Are you understanding my sense? So it said, Behold, he cometh with clouds. Now, this description of verse 17, verse 7 here, is what is the answer or is, is speaking about the kind of question that they were asking in Matthew chapter 24 when they said, what shall, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of your coming? Now, you know, he said, and then this gospel will be preached in all the world, and then the end will come. But his actual coming, is, he spoke about it later. Let's see that Matthew 24. Jesus Christ said many things in, in Matthew chapter 24. Glory to God. So he didn't fully answer the question until later. He said many things. But we don't have time to see all, maybe some other time, but let's see verse 25. 
He says, you know, what did they ask him? They say, show me what, what shall these things be? And what shall be what? The signs of your coming and of the end of the world. Verse 25 says, behold, I have told you before that wherefore, if you shall say, if they shall say unto you, behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. Verse 27, for as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even to the west, so shall the what? coming of the son of man be. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 28, for wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be what? Be gathered. They are just telling you about the, his coming will be, will be according to this man. What, what will attract him? Glory to God. What will be the smell of death? That's this, what they are, they are saying here. They say it's the Lord. It's wherever the carcass is. But that's where what, the, the eagles will, will, be, will be gathered. These this eagles of, this, the metaphor of eagles are also, um, praise Jesus, they are also um, beings of witness. Praise God. Hallelujah. But let's move on from there. It says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, the stars shall fall from heaven. And then what will happen? The powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Then verse 20, then shall appear the sign. That's what they asked Jesus. What will be the sign of your coming? So, and then shall be appear the sign of the Son of Man, where? In heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with what? Power. And then what? Great glory. Glory to Jesus. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to what? To the other. Glory to God. Are you seeing this? That verse 24. So that sign of the Son of Man appearing in heaven, right? So he will be in heaven when he's coming. And with him, said the, then shall the tribes of the earth mourn everything they said in Revelation chapter seven, chapter one, sorry. And they shall see the Son of Man Coming where? In the clouds of heaven with what? Power and then what? Great glory. Then he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. These angels are not angels of the present heaven. Right? This heaven here is not the present heaven. Right? This heaven is the heaven, um, glory to God, um, of, of God, of God's power, glory to God. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of what? Of heaven toward to the other. They will gather his elect from the four winds. Now you see this gathering of elect. 
everything they are, what they are saying here um, uh, is the ministry of witness. That, that you see this sound of trumpet. Glory to God. It is verse 31 is describing, is beginning to describe the message of the book of Revelation. Praise God. Hallelujah. What message is that? The message of what? Of the book of Revelation. You see that this is the, the when it began to open up the seals of Revelation, yes. this is the activity that started in the book of Revelation. First of all is how will they begin to gather the elects from the four winds of the earth? That's the, that's the season. When they, they begin that season, glory to God, but the, that season will, will be a season that will be, be a ministry of the Lamb, but it's the ministry of the Lamb with his witnesses. Do you get me? Uh -huh. So the, what they were asking is, what will be the sign of your coming? That sign of his coming includes, remember when I say sign, Sign is a language of time. Yes, right? It's for, in the book of Genesis, when you made the sun, the lights and all of that, they say they are for signs and they are for seasons. Glory to God. So the sign of his coming has to do with the, the occurrences that mark the times of his coming. There is, there, in, in the, the, that is end season. There will, there will both be sign and then there will be seasons involved. Glory to God. The sign is a sign is a is a is a an example of a season. A sign is like a a sign is a a little microcosm of what will happen in a season. Of what a season is coming. Before the season will come, the sign will appear. Those who can read the sign will see the sign. The sign is telling of the season. Do you get what I'm saying? So, in summary, the sign of his coming is the appearance of his cloud. Yes. The formation of his cloud. When, that, when the cloud forms in heaven and that's, that cloud is seen, that is the sign of his coming. Now, when the sign has appeared, it will now begin to issue the seasons that will, that will occur. And those seasons are seasons that will happen to all kindreds of the earth. Do you understand? They will... For, for every season, there is a sign. For every season, there is a sign. Every season, there is a sign. Those who can read astrology and all that well, the sign, they can tell you when spring wants to start. When they, they will read it ahead, and they can tell you that the signs of it is appearing. So because of that, they will know that things will, the seasons will begin to change on the earth. So what is a sign? A sign is a foretelling of a season. 
A sign is a, is a, is a foretelling. Or is a, a sign is a, is a witness. Right? A witness of what? Of things that should shortly come to pass. Of seasons that are coming. Seasons ahead. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't know if this kind of thing blesses you guys. <laughs> because they're looking at me like a strange guy. Like what kind of thing? Praise God. So, like I said, the sign of his coming, right? His eyes cloud, his cloud. So it's clear that this cloud is not cloud, physical cloud here. These clouds are not angels. These clouds are men, people. Right? Which people are these clouds? Right, those who have what? These are, so these, these are those who endure to the end. Who will be saved. It is because they endure to the end and they are saved. That's where, that's, that will issue the season of witness, which is what that verse, earlier verse was saying. When, if they endure to the end, you will be saved. And then this gospel of the kingdom will be preached for all the witness to all the nations. So it's not, so you don't start preaching gospel to nations. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not, there will be season of when this, this gospel of the kingdom, are you saying this gospel of the kingdom? It's for nations, there's nothing you can do about it. The Bible has sealed it, it's, it's stamped in the Bible. It's the property of nations. But you will not, they won't start preaching it to nations yet. Nations must see their sign. They must see their witness. They must, the cloud, they must see a cloud. There must be a cloud over them. They will, what will make, what will change the season over the nations? They will see the sign of the Son of Man. His sign must appear in heaven first. If you don't understand, we must understand the times and seasons. If you don't understand, you will just, you can lose heart, you can, you will just, you will not, you will be confused, you, things will not make sense to you. It's very clear that these things don't follow men's pattern. These things, they will not follow the pattern of being called to ministry, rent hall, rent this, buy speaker, buy this. Print handbill and start filling the, the congregation with, and then traveling to nations. And that's, this is not following that pattern. It's not going to follow that. It's a different thing. Before you, the seasons will shift. What God wants to do is to shift seasons on the earth, seasons over nations. Before that will do it, there has, there has to be a tedious walk to raise his, a cloud. Is a, a, a weakness. Do you know that clouds are. Clouds develop 
in secret. Cloud is a, is a secret construction. You don't know when the cloud was gathering. You don't know when it was re- retaining its water. Until you just see rain begin to start to fall. And you see, whoa, there is a cloud. How, when did that cloud gather? Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. We must know the sign of his coming. Right? To, to come into the sign is the, this, you must come into the season of power. Right? Like it was, that's what he was telling his disciples. Look, don't be, don't be ignorant about this thing. So will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? They were having that kind of sense. Restoring, now of course, if you re- restore the kingdom to Israel. Israel is a nation who is a king over the nations. Do you get what I'm saying? So they were asking about the destiny of the nations, really. But Jesus said, "It's not of you to know. You, to know it's not up to you to know what, that the time, the, what the times and the seasons which the Father has put inside His own power. But you shall receive power." After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you will bear the Holy Ghost. The the Holy Ghost will then push you into into seasons of power. It will will make you to begin to receive power. Receiving power is receiving the kingdom. But the kingdom is, is more than just power. There are two things in the kingdom. The power, there's the glory, the power, and the glory. That's what two things. The kingdom of God is pregnant with two things, power and glory. Then, that's what Jesus was teaching in that lost prayer, that those things are yours. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. The kingdom, the power, and the glory. Say power and glory. So power and glory, that's what Matthew 24 was saying. Like, let's read that. Um, when his sign will appear. Glory to God. And, and then, shall, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, verse 30. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the word, the Son of Man cometh in the clouds of heaven with what? Power and great glory. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. So this person who will come, Revelation, oh sorry, we have to round up right now. Amen. Chapter 1. Verse 7. So you see his coming. Say, behold, he, he cometh with clouds. His coming must be with clouds. And every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him. And all kindred of the word, earth shall do what? Shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. Then, now, he is now... This explaining to you who, who is coming. Who is he? 
right? Do you see that? Who is coming? Is they explaining that I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. Say the Lord, which is and which was, and then what? Which is to come, the Almighty. So when you say beginning and ending is a person. Right, so when you say beginning, it's time, right? It's a, it's time. Then it's, I am the beginning and the ending. So it's, I am, is that? It's me. I am the person. So I am, I am, I am God's time. That's what he's saying. Right? I am God's time. I am. So there's nothing about time in the spirit, in God's sense. If it's without me, forget about it. Anything you are doing that has nothing to do with me, you're not marking any time. You're not existing, you're on pause, or you are, you are not, you're not ticking in the spirit. Every tick in the spirit of time has to do with me. Praise Jesus. Say the Lord which is, which was, and which is to come. Now, what is the meaning of this is, was, and to come? Because he said beginning and ending. When you see beginning and ending, you, all you see there is the, the, is the times of the eternal power, right? You know, the eternal power is the, the beginning, praise God, and the, the ending. That's the, that constitutes the lifetime of, of the eternal power. Glory to God. Now, what he's saying that there's, there's still something about me. It's, it's inside me, but it's, it, you must understand it to its very, very key. Is that when you see me, I'm the beginning and the ending, but I am the Lord, which is. But I was. So this is, you have to understand this language. This is, you are trying to convert person to time. You have to speak of time, but interpreting time as a person. Do you understand what I mean? So he's saying that I am the Lord, which is, but there is a word to me. It's very clear that the words is his Christ. Anytime you see an everlasting life, it was something. There's no mean that this life of everlasting life doesn't come from any. As as far as we, now we are talking with this with respect to man. You understand? If it's a man, like Jesus, is a man. Right? This is a man. This person that's saying, "I am, I am Alpha, I am Omega." I am the beginning and the end. It means that I didn't start from being beginning and ending. There is a was to me. Wow. 
Do you agree with what I'm saying? So if you want to now, to, now to, to search him and say, what is your words? What were you before you became this? The answer is Christ. Are you seeing that? This is something that you can't, you must add this, otherwise it's not complete. <laughs> Which is to come. Another way to put it is in verse... Verse 18. Well, let's see verse 17. It says, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me and said unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Verse 18. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am what? Alive. Forevermore. So, him that liveth was dead. So you see this words. There is, he liveth. Right, that is uh, everlasting life. That is his, his living estate. He lived. Praise God. But he was dead. So it's clear that this was dead. Is, was dead is, is what, what was sown for this he that lived to emerge. That is what was sown for him that would leave it to emerge. It's very clear that is the, 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 what was, it was the work of the, the, what, the divine power that, that what produced that job. We spoke a little bit about this sowing on Saturday. Right? That, that law of death must, be, must happen to fertilize the ground for this life to arise. What, then when he said, I'm alive forevermore, evermore is not everlasting life. Uh, evermore is more. Ever, evermore is eternal. When he said, evermore. It's not just ever, it's evermore. So, so something can be everlasting, but it's not evermore. This evermore is, is unquantifiable. In a sense, like I spoke about the everlasting nature of God as an ever-expanding thing, glory to God, is, is evermore. Like when Jesus was saying, I came that ye may have life. I am come. That life is not Christ's life. Yes, sir. That you might have life and have it more abundantly more abundantly. Those are eternal language. It's not just everlasting. So when, and that, when you should know is that when you hear to come, to come, to come, which is, which was, which is to come, glory to God, to come is, is eternal. The world's to come is an eternal world. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Glory to Jesus. Now, write the things which thou hast seen and the things which thou are, which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. 
Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You need to write this thing and compose these things as a message to the churches. Praise Jesus. The Lord Jesus, we need to give, begin to give space for him. In everything, give space for him in your theology, in your, in your, in your life, in your thinking. If, you do, if your thinking is not accommodating him, Change, push some things out. Yes, put some, there are some things that need to go to the garbage bin. Yes, right. Make room for him. <laughs> Make space for him. I want you to begin to see Jesus a certain kind of way. Let your... He said, if I be lifted up from the earth, yes. that will draw all men to me. That lifting up from the earth is like, can you... Don't confine him. He's larger than life. He's larger than the earth. You need, there's a way you need to begin to see that Jesus. You have to, don't, don't limit him and be querying him in your little kind of mind and conception. You need to see this man, he's, a, he's glorified. He's a glorified being. He wasn't glorified, he's not glorified by men. You know, there's a way men will take someone and glorify him. I'm not talking about most of the glory of Jesus we know is the glory that the Christianity, the, the religion of Christianity has put on him. Yes, sir. Oh, he died to our sins, the good man, and all of those things. We see him from, from that lens. But religion cannot glorify Jesus because he knows nothing concerning him. We need to begin to peel off all those things, those yes, mindsets. That's what, why, why we put him aside and live our own life and yes. go our own way and make him insignificant. We need to begin to see the glorified Jesus because Jesus wasn't glorified by man. He was glorified by God. He's a man glorified by God. Imagine somebody who God put all his times. Everything about God, God put it inside of him. He said, all power in heaven and on earth is given unto me. It's given now. Go and from this, from this point, go and begin to baptize nations and teach all nations. Do you want to be a baptizer of nations? Move into your cloud configuration. Now, can you take a cloud and pin it down? I remember that sound of music song. Can you pin down a cloud? That was a, a beautiful movie about a lady called Maria in the Sound of Music, who all the nuns, they got tired of her. She, she wasn't fitting into their, their religious something. She was, a, she was different. They began to sing a song, began to come concerning her. What will you do about Maria? Can you take a cloud and pin it down? That's what they were singing. You can't pin, you can't hold down a cloud. 
You need to know what they are making you into. This world should not contain you. You see that life of trying to fit in, trying to be this, trying to define yourself. Forget that thing. This world is too small for you. Consider him. Who you are following, who you are trying to become. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Just begin to pray. Time, there's no more time. Whatever this message means to you. Father, we thank you. We bless your name tonight. Holy Spirit, come and minister to us for bring the inward inward conviction and inward sense of these things to our soul. Emphasize them. Thank you, Father. Bring clarity. Open it up. Release the sorrow gospel in our hearts. Thank you. Thank you. Help us, Jesus, to see you. Help us to see you. God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shined in our heart to bring the light of the glorious gospel of God in the face of Jesus. It's in your face, Jesus. Help us to see it. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. <coughs> Amen. God bless you. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.